You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Welcome to Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 5. The Seattle Seahawks play prime time on Thursday against the Los Angeles Rams. But before we get into that, here's Nasa Chubby with injury updates. Thanks, Bump. Well, cornerback Trey Brown, who spent the first four weeks of the season on injured reserve with a knee injury, has been designated for a return to practice this week as the Seahawks prepare for a Thursday night matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. He was a fourth-round pick, if you guys remember, out of Oklahoma. Brown made a strong impression during training camp and was getting some first-team reps prior to his injury, so good to see him coming back in the fold. Um, With a short week, it might be tough for some guys to make it, but... Like every week, head coach Pete Carroll stepped up to the podium and gave us a rundown on some injuries. We'll hear about Benson Mayoa, Carlos Dunlap, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, but coach got things going with Daryl Taylor. Uh, Daryl, we'll see. Um, he's got a little ankle, something we got to check him out. Uh, Benson uh, is going to practice. we got to see if he's safe to go. Um, we'll de- determine that. Uh, I don't know about Carlos. He's got he's got a sore toe, you know, and, and uh, so he's like, like a bear with a thorn in his foot you know he's gonna see if he can make it and uh he might be a little grumpy about it i don't know what's that how did tyler how did tyler and dk come out of yesterday um seemingly well they came they, they they came out of the thing well and and we'll see you know it's 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 a this is a challenging turnaround for you know for everybody that does the thursday nighters and and us uh, so we'll see how we handle it um but both guys made it through and we were very very fortunate uh, in in terms of getting guys nicked in the game not to say that some guys didn't but it's uh um, we have a chance to get, to get everybody up. Well, so some good and some bad. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully Carlos Dunlap feels okay with that kind of turf toe injury. Benson Mayo has missed the last couple of weeks. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have had a couple of nagging injuries, but they haven't missed any time. So let's get right into it, man. What's on tap? What's on tap? What's on tap? The Los Angeles Rams are making a trip to Seattle. They are three and one. Their very first week, they beat the Chicago Bear, Bears 34 to 14. Then they beat the Colts 27 to 24. Then they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is when I'm starting to buy into the Rams hype. I'm like, man, they beat Tommy and the boys 34 to 24. But then the Arizona Cardinals remind folks, you cannot forget about them. They lose to the Cardinals 37 37- 220. The Rams look like the best team in the NFC after three weeks, and maybe the entire NFL, especially after that win against Tom Brady and the boys, the defending Super Bowl champions. But on Sunday, things changed, man. The Cardinals, they're impressive. I was just watching um Steven's A-list, and he has them yeah. as the number one team in the NFL. We know Stephen A is kind of crazy, but he might have a point right here. I think they're the Remain, only remaining undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, they handed it to the Rams 34 to 13. They came out hot. It was actually the Rams were up 10 to 7 at one point. But after that, it was all downhill. Kyler Murray continues just to look good. 24, 32, 268 yards, two touchdowns, six carries for 49 yards. And he did something nasty. That was impressive. It was like third and 13, third and 16. No problem. I'll get outside the pocket. I'll scamper for another 13 to 16 yards. When you have a quarterback like that, plus some weapons that he has around him, they're just hard to defend. 
Yeah, Kyler Murray's looked great, man. We and you have been big supporters of Kyler Murray throughout this podcast. Last year, we kind of thought was a year that he was going to take that step, and the Cardinals were going to kind of emerge as a team that was going to be really tough to contend with in the NFC West. And I think we were just a year ahead of schedule. Um, it's only been four weeks, but, man, these Cardinals look really, really good. Like you mentioned, Kyler Murray's putting up great numbers, and he's doing more than just with his legs. He's doing it with his arms. He's making good decisions. Um, and they have their whole offense going. Chase Edmonds had things going on the ground, had 120 yards on 12 carries. James Conner had 50 yards and two touchdowns. The old heads, the OGs, A.J. Green, Andre Hopkins, nine receptions for 134 and a tud combined. But the Cardinals scored on seven of eight possessions after opening the game with a punt, so they had things going. But the biggest point in the game bump, the biggest reason for that lopsided victory was Arizona scored touchdowns on both of L.A.'s turnovers. Yeah, and a local kid, Byron Murphy, got things going, intercepted a pass from Matthew Stafford, undercut it. It was a pretty nice play right there, dude, showing why he is in the NFL. Uh, the Titan Williams caught a tough football in the end zone. It was a bang, bang play. Kyler Murray just floats one down the seam. When you got a big tight end like that, it is hard to do. Now, the Rams struggled offensively. Matthew Stafford was 26 of 41, 280 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. And Mr. Reliable just couldn't get going. That's Cooper Cup. He struggled. He had 13 targets, but only five receptions, 64 yards. We just don't see that out of Cooper Cup. Now, I put some of it on the Arizona defense. Now, I watched the game, and they're just all over the dude. Whenever the ball is thrown to him, they obviously game plan for him. They were ready to go. But uh, you can't expect that to happen two weeks in a row. No. Now, Sean McVay is too – he's too talented at drawing up plays. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, for that matter, are too talented. So, Cooper Cup is definitely going to be one of the top uh, targets that we're going to have to look out for the Seahawks will this Thursday night. Let's look at this head-to-head, though, Bump, as we get into the matchup between the Seahawks and the Rams. You know, I'll just start with this. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But the Rams, last year, they were the, the class of NFL when it comes to defense. They were number one total defense, number one in a ton of different uh, categories. But – Bump, they've really struggled the last two weeks. They're now 27th in total defense, giving up 396 yards a game. Wow. 22nd in rush defense, 123 a game. And 20, 25th when it comes to pass defense, giving up 273 yards a game. So it's a little bit surprising. You know, I know that um, they lost Staley, who's now the head coach of the Chargers. They got Raheem Morris, though, as a D.C., so and he's been around the block for a minute. So it'll be interesting to see what's happened. But the last two weeks, they've kind of got schemed up and a lot of points scored on him. And then flipping over to the Seahawks, um, the Seahawks are trending in the right direction. It's not going to be reflected in the head-to-heads. This is the <laughs> same. It kind of feels like deja vu last year bump. Um, 32 last in the league in total defense, giving up 444 yards a game. 31st in rush defense, giving up buck 52. And 28th in pass defense, giving up 292 yards a game. Now, while those numbers don't sound good when you say them, we saw some encouraging things from that secondary, from that back seven, from the defensive line, getting sacks, getting pressure uh, last week. So I think we're trending in the right direction when it comes to defense. Trending in the right direction is 12s. You hear that? I know they are 32 total defense, but they are trending in the right direction. If you watch the last game, they caused an intercession, something that didn't happen so far this year. There are some pass breakups. Jordan Brooks had his first sack as a professional. They're moving in the right direction offensively. All right, these Rams are ranked seventh in the league, excuse me, when it comes to points per game, and the Hawks are 10th in the league, points per game, averaging 25. Now, total offense, Rams are 11, the Seahawks are 19. Now, I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm like, okay, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a shootout. It has the potential to be a shootout. You're looking at the 27th-ranked defense versus the 32nd-ranked defense. 
numbers might fool you, though. If the Hawks are trending in the right direction, maybe they clamp down on these guys a bit. But you got to remember, man, we're going to get into these matches, man. They got Cooper Cup and a bunch of other guys over there as well. All right, when it comes to turnover differential, that's where the Hawks are kind of doing okay. They're plus three. That is six in the league. The Rams are zero, have zero, uh, excuse me, differential zero, tied for 14th. All right, man. Now, these guys have been battling for a long time. They got some history. Let's get to know it. Know your history. Well, Bump, so the Seahawks lead the all-time series 25-20. to 20. Uh, Unfortunately, the Rams have actually won five of the last seven games in the regular season. Uh, the last two years, the teams have split games, um, winning one, losing the other. And last meeting, I don't need to spend a lot of time on this. 12s know, everyone else knows. Seahawks won the division but lost in the wild card 30-20. to 20. Seahawks struggled to get things going offensively, got behind early. There was pick six from Darius Williams. Russell was just 11 for 27 with 174 yards and two tuds. Both those came DK Metcalf, who led all receivers with five receptions and 96 yards, but I believe that was on like 13 uh, targets, two touchdowns. It just wasn't a great game. I know we really missed the 12s in that one. Um, so it's really – I'm really excited to see this matchup. Primetime at Lumen Field, uh, kind of – I don't even – I don't think I'll call it a revenge game because everyone goes year to year. But, Bump, you don't forget yeah. stuff, man. You don't forget the little yeah. chitter-chatter back and forth. You don't forget the stuff said on social media. I know Jamal and those guys won't. Uh, they're going to be ready to play, and it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be real fun, but we don't need to talk about but we'll rate the latest history because hopefully when we talk about this <laughs> when we play them again, we'll have a much better uh, thing to talk about, hopefully about this game. But, man, let's stick in that NFC West. It's dangerous. What's the word? And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? What's the word? Arizona Cardinals sit at the top of the division at 4-0. The Rams are right behind them at 3-1. Seattle 2-2. San Fran is 2-2. The NFC West continues to be strong, man. 11-4 through three weeks of the NFL season. The only other division that's better is the AFC West. So the West is just representing all day. All right, we got week four was the first divisional matchup. So we saw the, the division go wider. We're going to see some more this week. As we mentioned, the Cardinals dominate the Rams, handing them their first loss and snapping an eight-game losing streak to the Rams. That's big. The Cardinals are also off to their first 4-0 start since 2021, looking for their first winning season or division title since 2015. Team. The 49ers play the Cardinals this weekend, so we'll see what happens there. Trey Lance has a full week of practice. We'll see how that offense evolves. Last week, he was kind of thrown into the fire. It was real basic. But um, the NFC West looks good, man. And this is a big week because potentially the Cardinals could get their first loss. The Seahawks can bump up to three and two, and they start to close the gap. Everyone starts beating each other, and you close the gap. It kind of reminds me of the Pac-12. It's like you got a team that's balling, balling and then you get into – conference play and you start beating up on each other yep no that's that's, that's a great comparison because yeah that's what's going to happen this year the, the league is way too tough and don't be surprised you know trey lance and the niners have a full week of practice you know kyle shanahan is gonna is gonna script put them in the best position to win he had it's gonna have a full week to get lance ready so don't be surprised if the niners go and shock the world and beat arizona cardinals flip every flip the script do things differently but man yeah this is going to be Every single week it's going to be tough in this division, and it's great to see two tough divisional matchups. It's a tough for the Seahawks and the Rams on a short week, but you're going to get, depending on whoever wins this game, you're going to get a lot of rest in the back end, so we'll see if it's worth it, man. But Bump, let's waste no more time. Let's get in these matchups. Hey, who man is this? Who man is this? Man, I'm not 
Man Up on Hawk Talk. Man Up. We start where we always do, looking at the quarterback. This time we're going to start with Matthew Stafford taking on the Seahawks defense. Matthew Stafford in 2021 has had a pretty good season. He's 92 of 135 for 1,222 yards and 11 touchdowns, just two interceptions on the season, completing 68% of his passes, only been sacked three times. Um, he seems to have found some new life in, in L.A., man. He loves the lifestyle. It seems like everyone's having a good time. He's great relationship with Sean McVay. He's got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all these dudes. Um, now, again, it's one quarter of the way through the season. We've always known Stafford was a talented quarterback. It was just kind of the question of, is he one of the top-tier quarterbacks? I hate saying the word elite, whatever. But is he in that echelon, right? I I'm leaning towards he's just outside of it, but honestly, do you think he do you think he didn't get enough credit for how good he was with the Lions just because of how the Lions organization and he's going to show that this year or do you think at the end of the year we'll be like, "Yep, that's as good as Matthew Stafford as I thought he'd be." Uh, it's like you said, we're a quarter of the way through the season. It's hard to really tell, but you see some of the throws that he's making, right? He's got Deshaun Jackson over there, D-ball threat. Yeah, Cooper Cup, and I'm watching the film and he looks better to me. He looks more comfortable because he has more weapons. Typically, he's only had Calvin Johnson, really. He's closing his eyes. He's throwing it up there. I think by the end of this year, we will see him in a better light than we did in Detroit. But I still think he's not going to be like the top five. You know, there, there's some guys in this league who have been doing it and been doing it for a long time. So I don't know. He does look better, though. Yep. I will give him that. He does look better. I like his composure. All right, let's talk about the other quarterback. Russell Wilson versus the Rams front seven. Now, Russell Wilson is 79 for 109, 1,044 yards, nine touchdowns, and zero interceptions, completing 72% of his passes. He's got 15 carries for 58 yards, one touchdown. He is the fastest quarterback to 100 wins. All this guy does is win, except against the Rams for some reason. All right, he's an 8 and 11 against the Rams, and that's including the postseason. He's been sacked 16 times in the last three games against the Rams, I'm going to say Leonard Floyd has about half of those things. And we all know, like I said, we know about Aaron Donald as well. Something about the Rams. Every quarterback has that team that just gives them fits. Even Tom Brady in uh, New England, it was Miami. For some reason, Miami would just give this guy some fits. The nemesis for Russell Wilson is the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not sure why, but I hope that doesn't continue on Thursday. Yeah, man, you look at those numbers, and it's tough. I, I mean, I, Russell Wilson, I guarantee you, someone that he's played that many times, he's got a winning record against. You just do the math. He's won too many football games. And then you just look, and you look start looking through some of the numbers, and I'm like, dang, he's been sacked 16 times in three games. And that's not all, and let's not jump, get ahead of ourselves. That's not all in the offensive line. You know, that's that's no. a joint that's a joint effort um, there. And, and some of those games, you know, one of them the Seahawks still won. But we're going to have to do – the Seahawks are going to have to protect Russell better. You know, and we're just going to need it. First of all, let's block Leonard Floyd, please, because for whatever please. reason, man, I feel like he'd be having three sack games against us, man. He is a problem. We know Aaron Donald's a problem. You know, it'll be interesting to see when the Seahawks get Brandon Shell back. Um, Cedric, a, a boy, he did a, a nice job after settling in that first series, so he'll be tested. Kyle Fuller last year, um, however, was in a loss, stepped up and played really well, um, playing on a broken ankle or whatnot. So it was, I was promising to see Derek Lew, uh you got Lewis and you got Gabe Jackson, so I feel I feel I feel good about it. I feel like Damian and those guys are gonna they're gonna figure it out, and they don't have a choice. Bump, they don't because <laughs> the Rams are coming. We know that, so it's gonna be a tough day. But I'm 
But Russell, man, I, I feel like he's due. He's overdue for a big game against this team. Has to be. Has to be, man. This is your time to shine. This is a big week, man. Last week was a big week. This is a big week, too. You can kind of change the shift of powers in the NFC West. All right, let's look at DK Metcalf and Jalen Ramsey. DK, so far this year, 20 receptions for 285 yards, three touchdowns on 33 targets. Now, him and Jalen, it's a battle. They're both two big men with big personalities. You know they're going to get after it. In 2019, DK had six receptions for 78 yards on six targets. Uh, November 20, he had two receptions for 28 yards, four targets, down game for him. In December of 2020, six receptions for 59 yards on eight targets. And their final matchup in January 2021, he had five receptions for 96 yards, two touchdowns on 11 targets. He needs to ride that wave from January 21. Five receptions, 96 yards. He had a good game. And I feel like he's in a different place now than he was in all of these games, right? right? I think all these games previous to this year, he's still trying to prove himself. Maybe he knows that he's the man and he has all these capabilities, but, you know, you got people like us talking about him. You got veterans in the league who are going to try to test him, do they respect him or not. This is going to be a big matchup. I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, no question about it. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's one of the best corners in the game. We know DK Metcalf's one of the best wide receivers in the, of the game. He adds something consistently to his game, as you mentioned on our last podcast. His route running's got is greater his, his catchability his radius all that stuff and you look at Ramsey on the flip side of that matchup in 2020 he's got 20 tackles two TFLs two passes defended one INT now against Metcalf in December of 19 he had four tackles in November of 20 he had two tackles December of 20 he had one tackle one pass defended and in the playoff game he had three tackles one pass defended so when you look at both these numbers none of them jump out on either side yeah. it's really good or really bad um now, it's it's a hard matchup to look at because it's not like the Rams are playing man-to-man and, and Jalen is following DK everywhere he goes. You know, they're going to play some zone, they're going to switch it up, right? And just because DK doesn't go for 200 yards doesn't mean he wasn't getting open, doesn't mean he wasn't cooking him, doesn't mean he wasn't doing those things. So it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to look at, but Bump, let me tell you, though, when they do actually line up against each other, boy, get your popcorn ready because I want to see that. You get two physical dudes and – when one of them makes a play, you know he's going to let the other one know about it. So it's going to be a really fun matchup, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it as well. Another matchup I'm excited to see is Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson versus DJ Reed and Sidney Jones. Another week, DJ, Sidney, and the gang are going to have to go up against a really good receiving core. So far this year, Cooper Cup, 220, excuse me, in 2021, 30 receptions. 431 yards, five touchdowns on 46 targets. Now, he struggled last week against the Cardinals, only had five receptions for 64 yards on 13 targets. But like we said, we just don't see that often. I don't expect to see that. All right, he's part of Eastern Washington's finest, third in the NFL in receptions. Now, Eastern Washington, for some reason, just puts out good receivers, man. I know they throw the football a lot over there. That's just what they do. Another good receiver coming from a university that puts out a lot of good receivers, Robert Woods from USC in 2021, 15 receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. And now kind of the newcomer, Van Jefferson, had a breakout game last week. He has 13 receptions, 226 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, the Hawks have been moving some things in the secondary, man. It, It seems like for the past couple of years, they've been trying to figure out who they really want to be their guys out there. Start the season with DJ Reed and Trey Flowers. Now they threw Sidney Jones in there. Uh, we've seen Ryan Neal get in the mix. Marquise Blair, Ugo Amadi. It's going to take all these guys to kind of corral this 
receiving core and just make life difficult for them because they're going to make some plays. I never expect a defense to come out and just shut great players down or great systems down. You just have to limit the big plays. A, a name we didn't even mention, Nas. He's an OG. Yep. Deshaun Jackson will still stretch the field out on you, man. Don't don't sleep on the on the eighty five, baby. Oh, no question about it. They have a really talented group. They get the ball out fast. It's quick hitting. They'll do some misdirection stuff. They'll catch you on a fly sweep if you're not paying attention. So they do a lot of really good things in that offense. And, you know, you mentioned it, you know, Sidney Jones is now out there. DJ Reed went back to the right side. So I'm excited to see what this challenge looks like because it's a week-to-week league, man. It's a week-to-week thing. It's a shorter week, so you're not going to get the practice time that you would at a normal week. But they're going to be in the film room. They're going to be doing all that stuff. They're going to go through all the walkthrough periods and – I'm looking for Sidney Jones to take another step, right? You get your feet wet. You're still going through communication stuff. You know, on that one play, Quantre Diggs was on the field. He's kind of the – he's the quarterback of that defense, especially in the secondary when it comes to communicating coverage and whatnot. So I'm really excited to see what these guys look like because, yeah, man, it's, it's about to get real and they get tested every single week. And I'm calling it right now. You'll, right. We'll play this back when it comes true. I'm telling you, <laughs> one of these corners has come down with an interception. One of them. Let's Book go. it mark it down. Cannot wait. Cannot Can't wait. And this other matchup, man, this is this one's taking place not on the field, but I had to I had to put it on there this week, man, because it's Shane Waldron versus Raheem Morris, man. Shane Waldron, he's now been the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. He's co- he's coached four games. He's getting to face his old team. Lots of familiarity between both sides. They know Shane. Shane knows them. And I know Shane, I know both sides are, you know, helping the other side of the ball what to expect, right? You know, I know Shane is probably in there with Ken being like, hey, these are some tendencies. Here's some tells. Here's some things. You know, of course, both sides are going to have some wrinkles and different stuff, but you know there's going to be a lot of that chess match. And Raheem Morris, he's been around the block. He's had a lot of success in the league. But his defense, you know, last year they were number one in yards allowed in points last season, but now this year they've given up 911 yards and 61 points in the last two weeks, 27th in total defense, man. So it's going to be a fun chess match, and something's got to give on Thursday. I like the matchup between the guys with the headsets on. All right. Those are those. You always have the young men on the field who are going to execute. Sometimes they're going to make these coordinators right, even when they're wrong. But it's up to these guys to put these guys in good position. If I am the Rams fan base and Raheem Moore is in this defense, continues to give up a bunch of points. If they're anything like the 12s, they're going to hear about it. All right. They're going to be talking about it on their local radio station, TV, or whatnot. I just hope Raheem doesn't turn it around this week because we know that he is a good coach. We know that Shane Walsh is a good coach as well. I'm looking forward to that match of the Rams are 27th in the league right now of defense, something that I did not expect to see this year. Okay, now there's things you got to do to win the game. What's the path to victory? At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away, and that kick is... Good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. Well, it's going to start with the quarterback, our quarterback, number three, and it's going to be it's going to come down to protection. You know, he cannot be sacked, you know, five or six times in a game. Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, all those talented guys they have in that secondary. Uh, it's just happened too many times, you know, and I think it's, it's a joint effort as it, from, from Shane, from Pete to Shane to all the way down, everyone on offense is going to take a village, and Get those receivers involved, man. Stretch that field. You're going to have tough tests in that secondary. You know, Taylor Rapp's over there. We mentioned, obviously, we know we're getting with Jalen Ramsey. So I want to see those guys involved early and often because when when DK gets going, one of those guys is going, I feel like the offense, it just looks different. When you have at least one of them involved making plays, stretching that field, I feel like the offense gets rolling. And when the offense is rolling, this team's hard to beat. 
when you get DK and Tyler Lockett going, that run game is going to open up as well. So we need to get Chris Carson. We got to, we got to see the Carson we've seen flashes of consistently this year. And then don't forget, man, they got a number two running back now. I mean, Alex Collins made his case to be that number two look good last week, over 75 yards of total offense, got the run game going, had a 28-yard pass reception last year. I like it. Now you have to slow down this Rams offense. We talked about all the weapons that they have. We didn't even mention Daryl Henderson, who's a solid running back as well. You got a bunch of receivers who are veterans. And have been around the block. You got a veteran quarterback. You got a good running back. Slow this D, excuse me, this offense down and make them one dimensional. Get pressure on the quarterback. I hate to say this about Matthew Stafford, but I'm not all the way bought in yet, man. Hit him on his chin. Make him feel it. Make him throw some interceptions. Nasty. Who'd you say? You said someone in the secondary is going to have an interception this year. Yep. yep. Excuse me, this week. Tinny Jones, you get read. Put pressure on him. Absolutely. You know, I need to see it. And that's and that's the one thing to knock him off his game. If he has time to sit back there and throw it over the yard, it's going to be a long day. And let's just improve on third down in general. Right. You know, that's offensively. They know they need to improve there. Um, they're not staying on the field long enough. They obviously have explosive plays. They got better in the second half against the Niners, but they just need to be better on third down. The one positive, though, on third down defensively. Two weeks ago, the Vikings were nine of 14. Last week, the 49ers were two of 14 on third down. So there's been improvement there. They just got to figure it out, man. Figure it out. Own the NFC West. Take care of business in this division. If you do that, it makes things a lot easier down the road, Bump. Do what you have to do. You avoided losing three games in a row. Now let's get back on the winning trend. You are 11, 8 and 11 against the Rams, Russ and them. Let's change it, man. Thursday night, primetime. We know that Russell and Pete Carroll are ready to go on primetime. Should be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I think the Seahawks are 33-8-1 when it comes to primetime games under Pete and John. So I'm really excited, looking forward to that. Reminder, guys, you can catch on Seahawks.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Also got a lot of their good programming content, Seahawks Insiders with Jen and John Boyle, The Huddle with Wyman, Stacey, and Jay Keeps, Hawks Live with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer, Seahawks Stories with Robert Turbin, and Seahawks Rewind After Games. Bump, this should be a really fun atmosphere. Thursday night football at Lumen Field. Let's get it. Thursday night football, let's get it done. The Hawks are taking on their week five opponents, the Los Angeles Rams. This has been Hawk Talk. We appreciate you guys listening. I'm Michael Bumpus. He is NASA Chobie. Talk to you soon.